Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Hey, seasoned athletes, I am back with another episode topic that's coming at you by request. A little while back, I put out a call for episode topic requests, and this one came in. It goes, what is a good regimen for pre and post races? Looking for nutritional advice. After my last race, I had a hard time getting back my energy. It took almost a week, and I've been trying to eat cleaner. For context, this request was posted in a Spartan race group, but I think this topic and general best practices around race fueling can apply to various different types of races. So we're going to get into this today, but I will start with a caveat. There is no one way to do things. We are all individuals and what works for one person may not work for another. For example, what you like to eat on race day may cause gut issues for someone else. So take everything I have to say with a grain of salt, which may or may not help with cramping on the race course. Okay, so let's get started. And I will start with this. The person who requested this topic asked about nutrition specifically, but I think when it comes to the part about being able to recover more quickly after races, it's not just about nutrition. It also includes recovery practices leading up to the race and after the race. So I'm going to talk about that too. Let's start with the week before your race. Depending on the distance of your race or more specifically, the amount of time you expect to be on the race course, you'll want to ensure you're properly tapering your training in the days leading up to race day. What that looks like will depend on the expected difficulty of the race and your current fitness level. But here is what I typically do as someone who is very fit and typically trains about six days a week. And this schedule will be based on a Saturday race day. Okay, so Monday and Tuesday, I train as normal. For me, that usually means a strength training session on Monday and maybe running or speed work on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I'll do a workout, but I'll pull back on the weight to about 50 to 60% of what I would normally lift if I am doing a lifting workout. I'll take a rest day on Thursday, and that usually includes a walk and a foam rolling session. So I'm not doing nothing, but I'm not doing anything structured or strenuous. On Friday, I'll do a short shakeout run, which allows my legs to feel a little looser on race day, and that's usually no longer than 30 minutes. So that's my taper schedule, but your version may vary. If you only train two to three days a week, you may need more rest days than the schedule that I just laid out for you. The point here is to pull back on workout intensity as the week goes on so your legs and your body feel fresh on race day. Going into a race fresh can help your body not feel completely wrecked after your race, which is always a good thing, right? Okay, so let's get into race week fueling and some very basic race week fueling best practices. First, be sure you're hydrating throughout the week. I mean, really, you should be hydrating all the time, but it can be helpful to be super mindful about hydrating with electrolytes during race week. You may be tempted to carb load the night before your race because that's what we were raised thinking we're supposed to do, right? But that may not be the best idea for a couple of reasons. If you're running a short race like a 5K, it may not even be necessary. You may not need that much fuel the night before a race. 
If you're running a longer race, eating a big carb-heavy meal the night before could result in a meal that's still lingering in your gut when you race, which is not a very pleasant experience. And that's better than a meal wanting to work its way out during your race. And I speak from unfortunate experience on that one. Insert poop emoji here. Instead of doing a big carb load the night before your race, try slowly increasing your carb intake throughout the week of your race. Again, this is most applicable if you are running a longer race. On the day before your race, you may want to make lunch the bigger meal of your day. That gives your body more time to digest it. And then eat a smaller meal with a mix of carbohydrates and protein the night before your race. I like a sub sandwich or something similar like that. Your version of again may vary. The biggest thing to keep in mind here is that the day and night before your race would not be the time to try something new. Stick to what your body tolerates well. You want your digestive system working like a well-oiled machine during this final countdown to race day. Okay, so let's move on to race day. My biggest tip here is to ensure that you are properly fueled for your race and know that this is likely different than how you might fuel for a workout. For example, if you normally just eat a small snack before a morning workout, that might not cut it for a race, which is generally much higher in intensity or duration than your workout. So let's take a look at your race morning as a whole. Say your race is at 8 a.m. You usually have to get to the venue at least an hour before that, which means you could be waking up as early as 5 or 6 a.m. There is a big window there between when you wake up and when you start your race. And that's plenty of time to eat a legit breakfast and give your body some extra fuel for the race. So my biggest tip here is to eat a pre-race meal, ideally with a mix of protein and carbohydrates and definitely food you know your body tolerates. I usually eat a couple eggs and toast. That's mine. And we could all say this together now. Your version may vary. You want to give yourself plenty of time for that meal to digest. But remember, if you're getting to the venue an hour before your race, there's already some time built in right there. About 10 to 15 minutes before your race, it's good to eat a small snack that will give your muscles an extra boost of fuel, and typically carbohydrates are a good focus here. You may want to avoid anything high in fat or high in protein or anything with fructose, as fructose doesn't digest as well as other simple sugars like glucose or sucrose. But again, everyone is different, and what works for some may not work for others, and I know I say that a lot, but it's important to know there is no hard and fast answer here. I personally love eating an applesauce squeezer before my race, even though it contains fructose. There's an example right there. But I know my body tolerates it well. So there's that grain of salt again. Whatever works for me may not work for you, and what works for you may not work for others. But you just have to find what works for you. And again, race day is not the day to figure it out. Whatever you eat on race day should be something you know your body likes and tolerates. You can do your experimenting on other days. Fatigue can be one of the biggest barriers to success in any activity involving strength, endurance, and mental focus. Taking in proper nutrition can be a game changer to help you maximize athletic performance as well as facilitate muscle repair and reduce post-workout soreness. The AminoCo offers 100% science-backed essential amino acid formulas designed to increase performance and improve recovery time. The AminoCo's Perform formula gives your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger. I use Perform to power through my intense workouts without feeling jittery. After my workout, I refuel with Heal to help reduce stiffness and soreness so I can bounce back quicker between training sessions. Heal is more than three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein. 
You can check out their science by visiting aminoco.com SA30. And right now you can get 30% off by using code SA30 and get a free gift with every purchase. The link again is aminoco.com SA30. And you can find that link in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's talk about what to do during your race. Again, this will depend on how long your race is. If you think you're going to be out there for, say, an hour or less, you may not need to eat anything while you're racing and can likely rely on the water stations on the course. But if you think you'll be out there for more than an hour or multiple hours, you'll want to make sure you're regularly fueling during your race. A good rule of thumb is to fuel every 45 minutes, whether you're hungry or not. And actually, in fact, if you find yourself getting hungry, it's probably well past the time you need to fuel. So get ahead of it and stay ahead of it. Set a timer if you need to. That can be helpful. If you're able to bring real food or natural snacks with you, that's ideal. But most of us will likely rely on runner's chews or blocks, maybe some dried fruit. Uh, I've heard some people swear by Uncrustables. The reason for this is that all this stuff is easy to bring with you and carry on the course. But above all, you want food or snacks that at least have natural ingredients and you want to avoid fructose if possible. Runner's gels are popular, but based on how they're made, they can be dehydrating. With that said, and I keep saying this, ultimately eat what your body likes and tolerates. You'll want to make sure you're hydrating on the race course, especially in a long race or a hot race or a race at high altitude. If it's hot or if there are a lot of steep hill climbs in the race, electrolytes will be helpful to keep a steady stream of sodium and potassium going to your bloodstream and your muscles. This can help avoid cramping or even worse, hyponatremia, a dangerous condition where too much water in your bloodstream dilutes the sodium level in your blood. So don't shy away from bringing a hydration pack on races like this and adding electrolytes to the water in your pack. And remember... Practice this on your training runs. Don't do anything new on race day. Okay, so you finished your race with flying colors. Hooray! Yay! And you got that medal and your post-race beer. Now what? Here's what. Be sure to eat. You just put yourself through an extremely high level of exertion, and you need to replenish and refuel. So don't be afraid to eat well in the coming days. Starting with right after your race, you want to take in about 25 to 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of your race if you can. I know that can be hard to plan for on race day, but if you can even just make yourself a protein shake to bring with you and just down that after your race, you'll be golden here. Taking in protein within 30 minutes will help you jumpstart your muscle repair, which will help you recover quicker. From there, get some carbs in your system in the next couple hours and then continue to get those calories in in the coming days. I know we all crave a giant gut-busting meal after a race. I am right there with you. But remember that your body won't just magically tolerate a giant heavy meal any better after a race than it does any other time. So be mindful of what your body tolerates well during the week after your race and enjoy it. Just be sure your plate has some good healthy protein and veggies. Don't shy away from carbs and get those calories in. And finally, be sure to put a heavy emphasis on recovery the week after your race. Stretch. Walk daily to reduce muscle stiffness. Roll out your muscles if it feels good. Maybe get a sports massage or sit in the jacuzzi. You can walk in a cold pool or even take an ice bath if you're up for it. Your body will be your guide when it comes to returning to exercise. And above all, be patient. 
The amount of time your body takes to recover depends on a number of factors, including your current fitness level, the intensity of your race, your age, fueling and recovery practices, and more. And it may take you a bit longer to recover now than it did when you were younger. And you know what? That's okay. Give yourself grace and don't rush it. Chances are, as your fitness level improves and you build your strength and endurance, your recovery time will improve along with it. I can't promise that these things that I talked about today will be the magical thing that will help you bounce back from a hard race after a day or two. But the more you practice supportive fueling and recovery practices in the days around your race and on race day itself, the better off you'll be on race day and beyond. And remember, what works for you may not work for others. I just had to say that one more time. So practice this stuff during your training, see what works, and you'll be good to go on race day. Seasoned athletes, if you've fallen out of your fitness routine and the idea of jumping back in feels as daunting as putting together a work presentation the night before you have to present it, I have a fun freebie for you. Introducing the Off the Couch Starter Pack. Inside this free download, you'll find six days of strategically programmed workouts and recovery sessions for any fitness level, all designed to get you up, get you moving, and get you excited about working out again. I paired every workout and recovery session with its own hand-curated Spotify playlist to ensure that you're moving with joy every step of the way. Because that, my friend, is how you get fired up to get back into fitness again. So if you're looking for a way to open that door that's been closed for far too long and to do it in a way that's simple, effective, and fun, download my free off-the-couch starter pack now through the link in the show notes or at robinleggett.com slash bycouch.